What's up, everyone, and welcome to another show of the Sports Reality. Good to see y'all. Uh, as you can see, we have a third person in the studio with us. We have our first guest host, Bernard Samuel. What's up? What's up? How did we meet Bernard? We went to high school together. Yes, Jeremy. yes, we yes, did. yes, yes. Four years. <laughs> Class of 2005 from Tacoma Academy. Uh, whatever. Anyways, we want to say thank you for coming on the show and uh, being our first guest, um, for being a local, I mean, a, a loyal listener. Oh, yes. With yes, our, when always. we started off with our podcast and now a loyal listener um, on our radio show. Um, just want to ask, how's your week going so far? My week has been going well. I mean, uh, this week I got a new job, so that's always a blessing. Oh, that's what's up. It's that is blessing. what's up. Um, just trying to beat this heat. My goodness, it's been hot out here. It has been. It's cooled off a little bit, the rain. <laughs> yeah. It's cooled it off a little bit. What about you, Rika? How's your week going so far? Uh, my week's been great. Today actually made it better. Um, Tacoma Academy Girls Varsity won our first summer league um, game today for St. John's. All right. So that's where I'm coming from. So that was pretty good. Um, other than that, you know, I'm ready for the weekend already. Tired. Yeah. <laughs> ready for the weekend already. How's your week so far? Uh, it's been a little busy, but it's been fine, you know. Not not nothing trying, nothing nothing holding me back like my boy Rick Ross says, you know. They won't hold me back. Right, Rike? People are constantly trying to hold you back. <laughs> constantly. Well, uh, what's on tap, uh, Rike? All right, today we got a lot going on. The NBA, got to talk about uh, who made it. Um, yes. a, lot of, a lot of wrong predictions, but, um, <laughs> well, not a lot. I'll say mine. Um, got the NBA. We'll talk about uh, what's going on in the NBA, the finals. Um, recap, a little recap of game seven with the Pacers and Heat. Um, also talk about two retirements. They're big retirements for me. I'm two, oh. two people. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a yes. fan of old school basketball. And these dudes are still, current, well, Jason Kidd, that is, still playing in the NBA at his age at the age he is and still like doing damage in the league. So two big retirements, Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. We'll talk about that a little bit. We're going to switch over to the um, MLB, this PED scandal. Uh -huh. um, actually read up on it a little bit more before on, on the way to the studio. It's crazy. It's crazy. So we're going to talk about that, um, the punishments, if they are issued. We're going to talk a little bit about the French Open. We haven't talked about tennis yet, so we're going to touch on um, the semifinals and who yeah, made it. We're diverse. Some of the, I'm sorry, I cut some you of off, the, but we're diverse, right? We are. We are. <laughs> Jeremy, likes to, Jeremy likes to say that. We diverse. We diverse. <laughs> we educated. We educated. I didn't even guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about the NFL, um, some stuff going on in the NFL. Of course, the Cowboys are always, they're like the Lakers. They always have drama, America's always want to be relevant. Huh. Yeah, America. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> and then we have um, a topic of the week. I wanna, I'll want i tell you guys what that is when we get there. We'll announce it when we get there. Um, it's NFL-related. Then we have our infamous, or famous, excuse me, Q&A session at the end. Um, we didn't have the opportunity to ask Eric how his week, been, how his week has been going. He oh, yeah, stepped Eric. out when we, asked him, when we spoke about it earlier. How's the week going, Eric? So far, so good, man. Had a pretty good weekend, so... Uh yeah, just kind of relaxing now. It must have been week. a really good weekend. It's Wednesday, and you're still talking about it. Yeah. That was a really good weekend. <laughs> that was, I need weekends like that, Eric. <laughs> we will talk after the show. Yes. I'm going to find out what you're doing on the weekends. Because as long as it's weekend. illegal, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you heard me. Illegal. It's only illegal if you get caught. Ah. See, that's the, All right. Well, I know where I'll be this weekend, guys. Um, stay tuned to Twitter. Everyone will be about it. <laughs> me and Eric are going out this weekend. Oh, man. Um, Let's get started uh, yes. uh, with the show, NBA. Um, game seven, Miami Heat and the Pacers. Man, it, it might have been a little too hot for the Pacers. It was a little bit too much for them. Yes, First, the Bernard, heat, tell us what your prediction on. was. What did you, who did you think was coming out? <laughs> well, I had Miami. You I did? had Miami winning okay. the game. Okay. I did say on Twitter that people should take the plus seven points that the Pacers were getting um, in that game. Okay. That the Pacers were either going to lose by less than seven or beat the heat so i said that the game was going to be a close game i thought it would be a close game i was clearly wrong about that mm -hmm. the pacers got utterly dominated by the heat throughout the entire I, i'm with game. you man i thought it was going to be a close game if the i, I knew the miami was going to win i was talking trash on twitter about pacers spurs pacers spurs just to get at heat fans heat right. fans get heated yeah. i mean they get, they get upset but um i thought it was going to be closer though i thought it was going to i didn't think it was going to be like neck and neck but I thought it was going to be under 10. Yeah. Definitely thought, but it wasn't. Yeah. Jeremy, who did you have winning? Oh, well, I had Miami winning. I actually thought Miami was going to win in six, but um, 
it went seven, and I still had them winning. I didn't, I didn't have um, confidence in the Indiana Pacers. Um, and as you see, uh, Paul George didn't show up. You he know, did. it's yeah. growing pain. Seven points. You know, it's he's very young. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember how many years he's been in the league, but you know, every every star player goes through it. Every star player, even you know Michael Jordan, you know Larry Bird, right? You know Magic might have won his first year, but he had some struggles in the playoffs too. Mm. So it's just you know, like I said, growing pains. Um, also, David West did not play very well. Nope. Uh, a lot of terrible fouls that he committed, yeah. and then was angry at the referees. Frustration. For, for, yeah, there were frustrating frustration fouls. Yeah. Um, so, um, and I think the Heat won by twenty three. 99-76. Was that the score? I don't even remember the score. I think that I was the score. 99-76 or 70. It just got to the point I was just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, it would have been crazy if the Spurs, I mean, if the um, Pacers were able to upset them. But at the end of the, end of the day, do we really want to see the Spurs play the Pacers? I, I don't want to see right, that. Exactly. It, it I would like to see LeBron match up. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> against, you, know, you would like. It's to like see. an explosive team against a very disciplined team. So wow. it's kind of offsets each other. So I, I'm excited about this finals. Wow. I just couldn't even imagine. How did the Pacers even get to Game Seven? Yeah, I mean they, defense, defense. I, I, was, I was watching. They had game very seven. solid spurts of defense throughout the you, whole series. You watch Game Seven. How many sets did they actually run successfully? Right, right. They're probably like two half court sets that actually uh-huh. worked for the Pacers in that game. Right, and you have a lot, and it came to one point where they're just getting frustrated. They couldn't do anything. The, the Heat turned their defense up, and they were just yeah. got caught jacking threes, yeah. just jacking unbalanced threes. And um, I, th- I think, at least for me, that's the takeaway from this game. I've never seen Miami play with that kind of defensive intensity. Yeah. Yeah. That's just scary. I mean, if they could turn the defense on, they're – I mean, they're they're already in my book kind of unstoppable. Right. But if they can turn the defense on consistently, it's, it, it's kind of over. So what are our finals predictions? Spurs Heat. Start with Bernard. All right. Spurs Heat. Oh wait, wait! Before you go, another on the flip side of that game, um, LeBron got some help from his uh, from his his teammates mm-hmm. from the quote unquote big three. Yeah, um, Chris Bosh added a little bit more to the yes, offensive table. He showed table. up. He, he did, and um, Dwayne Wade uh, did better. Yes. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, he did better. And, and not, uh, we got to mention Ray Allen. I mean, he oh had yes, three, oh yes, three first. People were three. criticizing. Shuttles were. Shuttles People were criticizing this dude. They said this shot's over. That's why he's always driving to the basket now. He he stepped but, up. And, and the thing is, someone is always stepping up for Miami. Right. Chris right. Anderson goes with yes. ridiculous field goal percentage. Exactly. And then Udonis Haslam out of nowhere in one of their games. It's crazy. And now crazy. Uh, now Ray Allen, D Wade. I mean it's. I don't know. Someone's always showing up for them. All right, go ahead. Give us your finals prediction. Spurs Heat. Uh, I want to go against the Heat, but how can you? <laughs> I mean, you, ju- you just cannot do it. Uh, I got I got the Heat in six. Go ahead, Rike. Um, if David Stern has anything to do with this, <laughs> which I, he might, I'm gonna go with the Heat. But I really think, I really think, if it goes to Game Seven, that the Spurs will come away with it. The Spurs are wow. very, the Spurs are very experienced. Yeah, they're older, but the Spurs are a lot to handle. Mm. I mean, like, they're just their fundamentally sound skills. It's just a lot to handle. And, I mean, it's really going to be on – I think a lot's going to be on Ginobili. He's going to need to contribute a lot off the bench. He might be the X factor for them. But right now, right now – and my prediction is going to change after game one. But right now I'm saying the Heat. And and let me add something to my prediction. I think – uh, in the playoffs, the Heat have they've had home field home court advantage throughout the playoffs so far. Right. Uh-huh. I think they dropped one uh, to Chicago right. at yes. home within their first two games. They dropped one to uh, the Pacers in their yes. first two games, and I think that trend's going to continue. In these next um, first two games, mm-hmm. they're going to lose one to the Spurs. Right. But the two-three-two format. In the finals, mm-hmm. I think they're going to take two in San Antonio, wow. come back home game six and win though. Okay. So that's a, that's right. a little expanded version of my, <laughs> my predictions. Right, I'm going to remember that, too. That's a, I'm going to remember that one. Yeah, Go ahead, Jeremy. What's your prediction? My prediction, Heat in seven. Game seven's going to double overtime. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron's Ooh. dropping 43 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists, one shy 
of a triple-double. Wow. That's big. Tim Duncan <laughs> is going to have 25 <laughs> points. Who even has these predictions? 21 rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's talk about predictions. What did I say was going to happen uh, game five last week? Enrique, what did I say was going to happen game five <laughs> last week? I said LeBron was going to have 32 points, six rebounds, and um, eight assists. And it was actually 32 points, eight rebounds, six assists. So I'm pretty close. But like I said, game seven, double overtime. LeBron James, 43 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists. Wow. Tim Duncan with 25 points, 21 rebounds. (laughs) Look at this. Tony Parker (laughs) will have a double-double. And the key to the win, even though LeBron's going to have 43 points, will be Chris Bosh once again will help the Heat (laughs) win the NBA Finals. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. <laughs> so we're going to see how, how uh, close I am with my prediction. But um, there's some other news in the NBA. Grant Hill and Jason Kidd have announced that they are retiring from the game of basketball. Uh, question for you, Bernard. Will they be Hall of Famers? Ooh. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I think both of them should be. I think both of them should be. Jason Kidd, of course, he has a lot more uh, in his favor when you look at the stats. I think he's second all-time in assists uh-huh. uh, and and steals, both behind John Stockton. Yes. And he's got his ring, even though he did it a little late in his career. So Jason Kidd has that going for him, I feel like. Um, it's interesting they both came into the league at the same time, and they're uh-huh. leaving it at the same time. Both sure. were co-rookies sure. uh, Co-rookie of the year. Rookies of the year. Grant Hill has a little tough uh, – <laughs> his, his road to to the Hall of Fame is a little bit more steep, I, I think. But um, I don't know. He's got some – he has one all-first-team uh, NBA. Yes. Uh, he's, he's, he's been, been on the all-NBA team. Yeah. Four. Uh, yeah, he's been yeah, on multiple the times. I mean, multiple um, uh, all-star appearances. I mean, he was he was our LeBron James in the '90s. I mean, he was putting up somewhere twenty points per game, uh-huh. over six, seven uh, rebounds and assists. Uh, if I had a vote, if that's what you can ask me, if I had a vote, I would put Grant Hill into the Hall of Fame. All right. What about you, Rika? Um. Everyone likes Grant Hill, so I can see him there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, like Bernard said, he has a tougher road. All those injuries in his career, it's kind of yes. like the yeah, snake-bitten so. on those ankle injuries. And he has never been out the first round of the NBA playoffs. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody likes Grant Hill, but when you look at stats and stuff, yeah, Jay Kidd's getting there. Uh-huh. But um, it's not the same with Grant Hill, so I, I don't really know. I think Grant Hill will make it. What do you think of first ballot? Mm. First, okay. Just not first ballot. I think Jason Kidd will definitely be a first ballot Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer. I'll, I'll give you one thing that I, I was uh, listening to this week. Uh, if you look at MVP voting, Grant Hill never won the MVP. But if you look at where uh, there's votes that are cast, mm. and so people are ranked within the top ten. If you take all the votes given to Grant Hill over the course of his career. <coughs> He's in the top 50 among voting share for MVP votes all time. Wow. Okay. And there's only one person ahead of him that hasn't made it to the Hall of Fame. I don't know what the name of the guy is, but there's only one person that hasn't made it to the Hall of Fame that has that, that's ahead of Grant Hill in terms of the MVP voting and where it ranks. Okay. So that's something, uh, if you're on Grant Hill's side, that's something that, that's working in your favor to say that he's going to get there one day. Yeah, I mean, everybody likes Grant Hill. He, sh- he might get there just because of that. Yeah, yeah. The, the one dookie everyone likes. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> one. I got big whips so sick, y'all, and big sweets by six brows. Yeah, it's your hat. Oh, yeah, bro. Welcome back to the sports reality here on WLVS Radio, listenvisionlive.com. We want to welcome those who are outside of the DMV and also outside of the U.S. Oh, yes. yes Much love to any international <laughs> viewers we have. Yes. Um, we we want to hear back from you guys. Um, anything you, if we're not covering anything internationally, anything going on, send us an email. Um, sports reality. Um, that's the email, right? 
Yeah, the sports reality at gmail.com. Yeah, send us an email. Let us know. I mean, we'll put in anything international. And in also, the show. Our, our Twitter handles are on the screen right now. If you're watching online, please talk to us. We would love to hear from you. Uh, talk to us here in the uh, chat log, and we will respond to your questions and comments. Uh, we do want to show some uh, videos from the NBA. We forgot to show that in the last segment. But we will show it right now. Eric, if you could just cue up um, highlight number one for us. It's Dwayne Wade actually showing up in game seven. He um, finally showed up in the playoffs. Here we go. Oh. What a nice move. That's that's kind of big, because Dwayne Wade, I mean, it looked like he couldn't jump for a while. <laughs> and then, he, you know, just, that was a flashback right there. Right. The sidestep, uh, boom. And it wasn't a travel. Right, <laughs> which is rare, which is, which is rare for Dwayne Wade. Uh, video number two, highlight number two, LeBron James with his lovely alley-oop coming up. I saw this the whole way, man. You have to. Ha uh, you don't have to have any type of accuracy. <laughs> just throw the ball anywhere yes. near the rim. Cole, I think it might be one of the best alley passes in the NBA, yeah. just because he plays with LeBron James. Right. <laughs> LeBron James will make you look at his head. He, he took something off that too. <laughs> yeah. Look at his head. Uh, Hit the oh, it's not fair. I feel like he has to practice ducking like that. And uh, number three, Paul George, top play of the week in the NBA. Here we go. Uh, man, man. Bang, bang on Chris Bosh. Bang, bang. <laughs> Chris Bosh, man. He can't live. He cannot live. Yeah. He can't do anything right. He was, he was in John Wall's draft. I, I think that's a sports topic. For, <laughs> that's a sports topic for another yes. day. Yes, kind of confusing, but now I know where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. But yes, those are the top three plays in the NBA. Let's transition to Major League Baseball. Uh, the performance enhancement drug scandal uh, with the uh, Biogenesis Clinic in Miami, Florida, has a lot of names linked to uh, PEDs in the Major, in Major League Baseball. Notable. Ryan Braun and Alex Rodriguez. Those are the two heavy hitters on the list that is uh, 20 plus baseball players who are known to use substances, illegal substances, from that clinic. Uh, they have passed their drug test somehow. But uh, the, I guess the founder, the CEO, the, the owner of the clinic is now uh, talking with Major League Baseball, and he's going to air out all the dirty laundry right now. Um, there's possible suspensions of 100 games yeah, for all these that's players. Crazy. Uh, do you agree with the punishment or not? Start with Rike over there. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm like, I might be too kind when it comes to punishments for athletes. Um, because 100 games is a lot of games. But then again, you know, you play a lot of games in baseball. So um, it's definitely going to hurt, though. But, I mean, this is something that they've apparently been doing for a while, and it's just gone undetected. So 100, 100 games, I mean, I feel might might be justifiable, yeah. justifiable for, you know, what they've done. Um, definitely that and some type of fine is going to come along with it, too, I'm sure. Um, and if not... Uh, you can maybe lessen the amount of games and, and increase the amount in the fine. I, mean, I, I don't really know what really hits the players like close to home. Mm -hmm. If it's more so the game suspensions or the money coming out of their pocket, I don't know which one affects them more. But um, I'll take a little bit of both of that, and um, I think that should cover it. What do you think, Bernard? And, and, and the thing is, I think they're trying to uh, put um, the 100 game suspension on guys like A Rod and, and Ryan Braun. Yeah, yeah you know, some of the bigger for, names. Uh, even though. They haven't been suspended before. It's like yeah. because they were involved in yes, this. Yes, I, I read that. And <laughs> because it's like kind of double jeopardy because they've denied it. Yeah. So it's not only they're not going to get the 50 games, they're going to get 100 for those two two offenses. Um, I don't know. I, I say, I say uh, the, the MLB has long since not uh, been 
too hot on Ryan Braun and Alex Rodriguez for everything that they said with their allegations before. So this is their way of trying to get back to them. I say suspend them. I mean, I don't, I don't like PEDs in the game. I, it's, it's an interest um, to me because Gio Gonzalez, the pitcher for the Washington Nationals, uh-huh. is involved in it. Right. Um, his name has been on the list, the Anthony Bosch list, um, and he's been tied to it. Supposedly, he's not really going to be uh, um, uh, penalized for it, uh-huh. and I'm hoping for that. So when it comes to Gio Gonzalez, I'd say, at least for pitchers, it's a, it's a different <laughs> thing because they pitch every five games. Right, right. And if he misses 50 games, he's going to miss maybe 10 starts. He'll right. be back eventually. So I don't know. I, I hope he's he's off the hook. <laughs> off the hook. Yeah, yeah it looks like he won't be penalized because what he did get was a uh, substance that is approved by Major League Baseball. So it looks like he's in the clear, but of course his name keeps on coming up. And as yeah. you know, a Nats fan, yes, I'm wearing a White Sox hat. I'm wearing <laughs> black today. Um, I am a Nats fan, and as a Nats fan, we do want to see Gio Gonzalez uh, pitching for us, pitching for us well, and um, hopefully get into the playoffs and making some noise. Speaking of the Nats, we're down 5-1 to the yes. Nats. Oh. Unfortunately, they are. Um, this week, a young rookie from uh, Cuba, Yusel Pui, and I could be pronouncing it wrong. I think it's Yusel Pui for the L.A. Dodgers. Made his appearance, his debut Monday night, and uh, he had a very good game Monday night. And also last night, he hit two home runs in the first two games in the majors. Oh, wow. Two home runs, five RBIs. But the best play that he's had in his very short MLB career is this play right here. Eric, can you cue up that play for us? The uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's a big start. Oh man! Welcome to the big league. Yeah, two last night. Yes. I know he stole one the other night too. Man, this play right here. No. Double play. He's out. No oh, way. my goodness. <laughs> no way. How do you score that? My goodness. That's no the end of the game. That's the end of the game? That was the end of the game. Wow. Double play in the ninth. Very young rookie. He was a Cuban defector. Uh, but now he's uh, playing in the majors here for Major League Baseball. He's taking the place of um, Matt Kemp right now, who is on the DL. And he's playing very well uh, his first two games. I think he, he's got – no. So he has two. He's got as many as Matt Kemp. Yes, already. <laughs> already. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's ridiculous, man. That's big. Yes, yes, yes. How old is he? Do you know? I can't remember how old he is, but um, he's a young guy. Young yeah. Guy. Um, before we take a break and move on to our next segment, let's uh, show what has been entertaining to us on the Internet, our sports memes. Yes. <laughs> never gets old. It never gets old. <laughs> Eric, can you queue up our sports memes, please? Man, uh, like I said, he's 22. Google, Young Google. boy. Oh, he's 22? Okay. Yeah. Google always wow. entertains. Yes. Meme number one. Yes. Built Legacy, the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Bought Dynasty. Bought Dynasty. <laughs> Day. Man, <laughs> the truth sucks sometimes. <laughs> that is 100% true. Meme number two. Tim Tebow meet unemployment line. Unemployment line meet Tim Tebow. Man, we're, and we're going to touch back to Tim Tebow a little bit later. Yes, we will. Did you see oh, the wall? come on. That's a clown question, bro. That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> you can laugh about it now because he's okay. Yeah, he's exactly. okay now. When it happened, I wasn't making any jokes. It was rough. I don't know how he did not see that wall. I don't know. The warning track just, I don't know. <laughs> Meme number four. We have... Cubs will win a World Series before Derrick Rose returns. Oh, man. I'm mad. Derrick Rose is... That is <laughs> was that a low blow, Eric? Why can't, why can't my man just be cautious? Why can't he be cautious? Eric, why can he not want to come back? Was that, that was a low blow, wasn't it? <laughs> but, you know, this came from a Chicago website that I saw. So <laughs> the, the Chicago fans are the ones who are... Talking about themselves. And meme number five. Crab said he would give me the secret formula. When the Bobcats win the championship. <laughs> oh man, will that ever happen, Rike? Uh, nah. Nah. Do you know the? Do you know who Krabs is? No. This is from SpongeBob. 
Krabs is the uh, is the, the restaurant owner. Oh! <laughs> and he has, you know, the secret recipe. Yes! <laughs> they say he'll give him the secret formula. <laughs> the Krabby Patty. Yes! He <laughs> <laughs> say he'll give him yes. the secret formula Yo. for the podcast. I'm so glad it. the camera wasn't on my face just now. Because I was, Jeremy, Jeremy <laughs> came no to my idea. rescue. Because I was 100% lost. Thank you for not having the camera on my face just then. <laughs> Let's transition on to the French Open. The French Open. Which Man, I'm a huge tennis yes. fan. Go a ahead, huge Enrique. tennis Take fan. Take over, um, I'm just going to note some of the big upsets and then just talk about the semifinals, which is um, we got our semifinals. Bernard, you watched tennis, right, you said? Yeah, on and off. On All and right. Um, Federer, Roger Federer, who's a favorite, um, fell to Sanga. I did see that. Three straight sets. Um and then a whole lot of stuff swarms around, of course, when a great like Roger Federer starts to lose. You wonder, is he done? Is he, you know, is he hurt? Uh, just whole lots of things from around. Me personally, um, I think he's just fading out. I think a lot of, of these younger guys like Djokovic and, and Nadal Khan, he's fairly young, are just, it's just their turn. They're yeah. turning it up a notch. Oh, he's, he's done they're, enough. They're taking, and he has. He's <laughs> done a lot. Roger Federer's done a lot. No discredit to him. But, I, I mean, I'm not saying he's phasing out because I still think, you know, he has some um, grand slams under his belt to win. But I just think the new era is just coming right. up. So um, I saw a little bit of the match. Um, it was kind of sad because I am a, a Federer fan. I like Sanga, too. I'm just a fan of huge people playing tennis because it's awkward. <laughs> for you to be skilled and to be that huge is just, like, pretty pretty cool to me. <laughs> but um, for the semifinals, we have um, – Novak Djokovic, who's a favorite. I mean, he's just a clown. Everyone yeah. likes him. He's really, like, he really gets into the crowd. He really gets the crowd into the match. And he's just, like, like a little comedian um, against Nadal. Nadal, who's my favorite tennis player. Um, it's going to be a big match up because um, Djokovic is known for his, his, his backhand and Nadal's known for his forehand. So it's just going to kind of be, like, they're kind of going to offset each other in the match. So it's going to be good to see them going up against each other. Um... And then on the other side, we have Ferrer, who's also a favorite. Um, he has, also has a strong forehand. He's going against Sanga. So it's it's a pretty interesting semifinals for the for the men's um, singles. The women's, unfortunately, man, I've been sexist. I haven't been paying much attention to them. But, um, of course, we have Serena Williams, who is in the semifinals. She's going against Irani. And I don't know how to pronounce these names. Irani. Yeah, Irani. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's one side of the racket. You have Sharapova, um, who I don't like too much I against. Like her, her screaming really annoys yeah, me. <laughs> it really annoys me. <laughs> it makes me lose track of just her skill at that point. Uh, just, just her screaming annoys me. And um, you have her going against Azarenka. We can go any way in that matchup because um, they're both talented. They're both strong. Um, they're both like consistent. Yeah. Aggressive I throughout Sh Sharapova all the matches. Year. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So, um, of course, I'm a Serena Williams fan. So, that's um, my prediction for um, the French Open. <coughs> the women's side and the men's side. I'm going with Nadal. Yeah. Th those are just my predictions. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. Who you got winning? How how could you not? Nadal has won seven, seven French Opens yeah. there. Five of them were. Yeah. Se no, seven. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a matter of Nadal or Djokovic, and right. they're playing each other in the semifinals. And Nadal's so specialty is on clay. Like right. Whoever's going to win that game, I think, is going to win the French Open. And I think Djokovic is actually going for his career Grand Slam. Uh -huh. he, it, it, all he has left is the French Open. Right, So exactly. if he wins that French Open, he's won everything. Because Federer and Nadal have basically been dominating him, yeah, so exactly. he's really never no, had a chance. Literally, Rafael Nadal has only lost once in the French Open yeah. ever. Uh -huh. Ever right, <laughs> Clay is his court. Clay is his court. So you got to go with Nadal. Yep, I'm going with Nadal. Serena Williams. I'm going to stick with the two experts on this. I have not watched the French Open uh, this year. Check out the uh, semifinals. So, so It'll be I, pretty entertaining. I will stick with the experts here. Um, before we go to our next uh, topic in the show, let's show some bloopers that has happened in bloopers the sports world. Cool. Eric, if you could just queue up our bloopers for us. Blooper number one. Here we go. Tim Lins to come. The ball the Giants rotation. Allowing the ball to come back to ball. The ball to come. Right, exactly. That's that's Lincecum? Yes. Tim Lincecum. He, he cut his hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's his why problem. you didn't understand. His <laughs> 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 equilibrium's all off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We 
Look at the replay right here. This time, watch the heel of the left foot. Oh. Whoop. Excuse me, it was his right foot <laughs> when he was going man. to push off the rubber. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's and a if ball. we could go to blooper number is two. Is that a ball? Is that, is that considered a ball? Yeah, a ball. <laughs> is that a ball? Man, this oh, is by no. far. Ah. So funny. Man. Please, please oh, take a yeah. listen to you bad for this. I know this Man. was in Canada, but you got to learn the lyrics. Jeez. How do you, I mean, do you not ask somebody, hey, by the way, do you know the lyrics to the song she, you're about to sing? She said, and the rifle bear bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the oh NFL. Man. Oh, man. Uh, we, unfortunately, there was a death in the NFL family. Deacon Jones, yes. Hall of Fame oh defensive end for the... Los Angeles Rams, <laughs> and he also played his last um, season with, my Washington with the Washington Redskins. Redskins. Exactly. He did. Um, yes, he was. Um, Deacon Jones, um, is he one of the best? Or Okay, where do you rank him as a defensive end in the all-time NFL? Oh, man, I don't even know if I'm knowledgeable enough to rank him. I just know, like, he was a, like him, and he was part of, like, the Fearsome Four. Yes. Um, I don't know who else... Let me. I was about to look Marlon it up. Marlon Olsen. Right. There's Greer. Ah, uh, yes. And Rose, Rosie Greer and... Uh, Lundy. Lundy. Yes, I think so. Wait, what is his first name? I don't remember his first yeah, name. He was but he was... Um, I mean, I just know... I mean, he was he's pretty he's pretty good defensive end. And um, it said that he was probably one of the greatest. Um, I don't really know where I would rank him. But he's up there. I know he's up there. Uh, right. If, Defensive ends are ranked by one stat, basically. Uh-huh. And he invented the stat. He did. Well, yes. that's true. <laughs> even, when it was, even though it was unofficial at his time, yeah. yes, he invented right. it. Right. He, he coined the term sack, saying that if you tackle a quarterback, it's like raiding a city, sacking the city. Yes. And he, he believes he went back and he um, recorded uh, the number of sacks he had, and I think his number is 180.5. Wow. 180.5. And I think... Um, the most all time for a career is like around 20, 20 or so more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's think, Bruce Smith, right? Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Smith. Smith. Yeah. I think um, there was one year, of course, unofficial, he had 24 sacks. Right. One year. I, I think he had around 26 then, another year. As well. Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. like, uh, I want to say 32 was another year. 32? Was, yeah, that's that's, that's a lot. And, and, and that blows out what's in a 14 hands. game season. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> in a in a time when passing wasn't as prevalent. Yeah. Exactly. Where exactly. You're the ball more. Yeah. Exactly. Man. So I think I mean Deacon Jones is up there, man. I th I would say he's the best, even though, of course, like you said, the stat there's no stat to prove it, but right. I think he's the best. Man. I, I would like to say it. I haven't seen him play. That's my problem. I think nobody has ever been more 
dominant than Reggie White for me, just True. because I watched him yeah. play. But if you, if I if I had seen Deacon Jones play, the stats and all the highlights, if they can speak for themselves, Deacon Jones may be the best of all Man. time. He passed by what did he, he passed by? Um, I think it was natural causes. They said so. Yeah, like he's yeah, been he, sick for a while. Yeah, right? he's been sick for a while. Yeah. yeah. Man. There's some other news in the NFL with your with your Washington Redskins. Yeah. RG3 and Donovan yeah, yeah. McNabb having a quote-unquote riff. Oh, my gosh. McNabb wants to have a sit-down with oh RG3 to be his his mentor. My. He also wants his father to be a mentor to RG3's father. Man, <laughs> how do y'all feel about this as Redskins fans? Um... Like, no disrespect to McNabb or anything, but it's just, that's just, that is a weird offer to approach someone and give them, hey, yeah. let me be your mentor and let my father be that's your father. That's kind of crazy. Double date with like, our dads. Exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, it's no, I'm not even reading into it much. I mean, I guess, I, I'm sure McNabb meant that out of like, you know, the kindness of his heart. And I'm sure he didn't mean any, any harm by it. But to me, I'm just thinking. All right. RG3 is going to be doing bigger and better things than yeah. I think this <laughs> I mean, experience. I don't think there's much that. I mean, he's, of course, he's a vet. There's something he could tell him about the game, but right. that can just be in, in conversation. That doesn't need to be a con. He doesn't need to be his constant mentor. Right. I wouldn't like to see McNabb be RG3's mentor. No, yeah. I mean, let's, let's be real about it. I think McNabb's a, a, a bit bitter. Yes. I think he wants Shanahan to fail after he didn't work out well with him in the first year. Um, and I, I just think he's just a little mad there. Yeah, um, I'm not a racist fan, but I have to agree with y'all. Um, RG3 is doing his thing. You know, if, if RG3 wants McNabb to be his mentor, let RG, RG3 approach him. Right. You right. Know, don't try to, you know, don't try to stamp him as your man. Exactly. Uh, he, he tried to well, He's kind of doing the same thing with Russell Wilson also. Kind of say, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, he listens to what I have to say. You know, he's open to, to um, you know. It's like he's trying to live he, vicariously through yes. them. Right, right, right. Your you time know, is done. Yeah, just <laughs> chill, man. You know, do your, do your TV and let someone approach you if, if they want you to be their mentor. Exactly. You know, yeah. let, let it be natural, not like y'all, y'all Bernard. Don't force yourself. And then your, your dad? Right, yeah. And then you say, know. hey, let my dad mentor your dad? That yeah, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> unnecessary. unnecessary. Um, let's talk about my favorite team. What's that? Um, I said, let's talk about my favorite team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's nothing worth talking team. about. All right. Oh, America's team. It has been announced that Bill Callahan will now be the play caller for the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry has relinquished his duties. Now ask me what you just what you just said. Ask me that question. Are you happy about yes, that? Yes, I am. You I, are. I've been I've been ranting about that for months. I mean, I'm just why did it take so long for this oh. to? I mean, I, it's not rocket scientists. Well, <laughs> you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. You know, Jerry Jones, I guess, tried to say, you know, Garrett's my man. You know, he was my backup quarterback. That's a lot of the problem in the in the sports industry. Yeah. Someone's always your man, yeah, but I they're know. not you the know, person for the job. Especially Jerry he was Jones. On the, he was on the team for two of those. He was on two Super Bowl winning teams. Okay. Yes, he was the backup, a very good backup. He was a good uh, offensive coordinator when Wade Phillips was the head coach. Personally, I think he sabotaged Wade Phillips' job because that year wow. the Cowboys started 1-7. Wade Phillips got fired, and he was the head coach. Then going five and three the last eight games of the season, and you can clearly see the play calling was totally different. Yet the offensive play caller was the same person. Right. He didn't fire the head coach. He fired. I mean, they didn't fire the offensive play call. They fired the head coach. But your your man Jason Garrett, you think he's going to be fine with it? He's not fine with it, but no, he, 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 he obviously he can't handle being. The head coach, while being the play caller, play caller, and doing other, you know, head coaches still have a hand on the defense and the yeah. special team. So, you know, just be a head coach, mm. delegate. That's what a lot of good, good coaches do. They delegate. That's why you always see after a Super Bowl winning team, after a Super Bowl team wins, that oh, their coordinators are always the hot, the hot, right, know, right, topic on the market right. you know, for a new job because. They delegated the, the duties. 
So I'm happy with it, and we're gonna see what happens this season. You know, I spoke about Romo has to show up. You guys will we'll still, what, uh, yep. still fail. Y'all <laughs> can do it, matter. man. You're gonna get third in the East. You can do it. <laughs> <Does I believe. laughs> I believe. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Especially outnumbered right now. <laughs> Yeah, welcome back, guys. Um, we're going to move right along um, to our topic of the week. Jeremy, what do we got for the topic of the week? There's some rumblings from ESPN Chicago.com that Jamarcus Russell will, is invited to the Chicago Bears training camp this summer. And that made me think, who will be on the NFL roster first? Jamarcus Russell or Tim Tebow? Ooh. Or, I just thought about it, off the top of my head, Vince Young. Ooh. Man. Vince Young. And, and state your reason and why. And if you're out there listening right now on the internet, watching on your iPhones or Androids, um, please... Um, Send your answers through the, through the chat log. If you're on Twitter, of course, our Twitter handle is right there, Sports Reality LV, and send your answers and your comments to that question. But uh, let's go ahead, uh, Rike. Who do you, who do you we'll think? We'll start with Bernard. We'll start with Bernard. Oh, man. Bernhard. Give me a All second. Right, let's go with this. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Jamarcus Russell. Uh, just because you're talking about being on NFL roster, right? Yes. Okay. So they don't need to start. They just need to make the team. I think what Jamarcus Russell gives you is something that you could look for in a third-string quarterback. If you bring Tim Tebow on, you bring the circus right. in, too. And he's not even that really athletic. I right. mean, <sighs> Tim Tebow is not going to help you throw balls to exactly. fourth or fifth receivers in camp. That's not, that's not what Tim Tebow does. You have to cater an offense to just only what he can do. Uh, but Jamarcus Russell, he can throw the ball. He can sling it around. He can get yes. that deep ball still down there. And, he, and I think a lot has been made of his comeback story. And so I think fans can associate themselves with that kind of redemption story that comes with Jamarcus Russell. But Tim Tebow... I think he just brings too much baggage for a team. And then Vince Young, um, I'm just going to say Vince Young is done. <laughs> Flat wow, out done. Man. I think he, do, he doesn't give you the arm strength that um, Jamarcus Russell can give you in camp. Uh, so that's what I think. I think Jamarcus Russell Jamarcus w will Russell. will find a home this offseason. Wow. You want to go ahead, Rico, or you want me to go? Uh, I mean, I'll go ahead. Uh, <laughs> honestly, and I... And I'm not even joking about my answer. The reason I'm saying Tim Tebow is because I believe that the NFL is thriving off of this circus that he brings about. I really think uh, that I really point. think that it's turning into like I mean, it's just a lot of media spotlight for the NFL and for whatever team it is that the NFL decides to put him on. And I'm saying NFL because I'm thinking he's being specifically placed. Like he's it's no longer whether Tim Tebow can help my team. It's a matter of, hey, I want to give some shine to this team so the NFL is going to place Tim Tebow on this team. I don't think I don't think he's working to get better as a quarterback. I don't think, even if he was, I don't think he has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. So I think right now it's just like, it's just a whole type of circus thing going on with and Tim I Tebow. To, to Rike's point, of the three, who is going to sell any tickets? If Tim Tebow's on a roster, right, right. he's going to sell tickets. Right. So that's another thing. So that there's people in every fan base that will say, hey, Tebow may get into the game. Right. Because he's one of those people that, right. all right, uh, yeah, you don't play, but I like you as a person. That's a good and point. they like, yeah. I mean, they like how he just, you know, stands for what he stands for, which is great. But, you know, as far as contributing to the game of football, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just, I'm going with Tim Tebow because mm. of what I said. Wow. Sticking by it. You, you just made me change my opinion. <laughs> Who are you going to say? I, I was actually going to say Jamarcus Russell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and before Bernard said it for the same reasons, that Jamarcus Russell is still more of a pure passer. Even with the layoff, you know, he hasn't been in, in the league for three or four years. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, but he still has the arm strength. He's committed. He's uh, down to, I think, the 265 right now. Wow. And just a few months ago, he was 300 right. something pounds. So 265 already. Yeah. So I think uh, he's committed. Um, but 
Rika, I think you convinced me that the NFL wants that circus. Like they like the ESPN and NFL Network likes to say that uh, they're annoyed by the circus, but they they love it. I mean, I think every sport has some type of circus in it to some extent. At, and I think the NBA kind of shifts. It goes from person to person, kind of like for a while it was Dwight Howard's attitude. Like Dwight Howard, pal, oh, I want to go. I don't want to go to LA. I don't want to go to LA. Boom, you're in LA. That type of thing. Like there's always like in the NBA. I think it just shifts. Tim Tebow's like, I think it's just the the circus for the NFL. And I'll tell you what. I hope he does get on a team because I think the circus is kind of shifting <laughs> towards RG three. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, and it's really scary. Yeah. I mean, just because he gets wedding gifts from fans and he says thank you notes, there's, he's in the news all the time. Right. Stop it. Just let him live. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, is it a? Is it a? Mm, I can't remember. My mind is slipping me. But anyways, you think um, Vince Young is pretty much dead in the NFL? Oh, I didn't, I didn't even talk about Vince Young. Um, man, he had his ta- He had his chance. He had chances to. I mean, get better. He sat behind some people. Uh, yeah, I think he's done. Yeah, he might, he might be done. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Vince Young is also. Um, I think he can make a team, but I think he's blackballed and he will not be able yeah. to really make make one. Uh, Tim Tebow, I would have to say, would probably be the first to make NFL roster. And you can partially thank some of that to um, his number one fan. Um, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. <laughs> oh man, it's crazy because I hate and love him at the same time. That's Skip Bayless is for another day. We really don't have enough time to even talk. Oh, about we Skip don't. <laughs> we don't. But yes, let's move on to our Q and A session. Unfortunately, we only have one question, but it's a pretty good question. It is um, from our boy Matt. Matt is neat on Twitter. Um, what team's a good fit for Dwight Howard? Mm. Man, we were just so, talking about that before the show too. Yeah. Um, I'm going with um, I'm going with uh, the Houston Rockets. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because, really, unfortunately, it shouldn't be this way. But you also have to think, who do you think Dwight Howard would enjoy playing with? Because uh-huh. Dwight Howard has turned into a female prima donna. He's gotten really emo, like he's gotten really needy, really emotional, like. Houghton, if I don't want to play with you or I don't like what's going on, I'm just not going to play. I'm not going to show up this game. And it's unfortunate he's gotten like that. So when you think about what team he would be a good fit for, you got to think of who you're matching him up with. I mean, you got to think about that regardless, but just someone you think he can mesh with on and off the court. And I think the Houston Rockets would be um, a good team. There's lots of rumors saying that him and James Harden have been talking quite frequently. Uh-huh. So, um, and that's a young team. And I also think he needs to be on a young team. Um, I personally never thought he should have went to L.A. Uh, just because of exactly what's happening kind of now. Um, but I would say the Houston Rockets, I, could, I think they would be a, a problem right. after a year yeah, of that I'll, team. I'm going to co-sign that as well. I think the Houston Rockets would be a perfect fit. I think the NBA or teams in the NBA that are um, in pursuit of a championship, they have to look towards big men. Exactly. Teams literally have to say, how are we going to stop LeBron? Uh-huh. And I think there's only, I mean, one guy did it, and his name is Tyson Chandler. Mm-hmm. He did it with uh, Dallas. And I think that's moving, uh, and that's got to be the trend. I think one guy in the league is Mark Gasol, and another guy um, is Dwight Howard. you got to occupy that middle and force LeBron to do something else. Um, other than take it to the paint. And so I think Dwight Howard is going to be a commodity, and I think uh, Houston's Houston's the best fit, best fit for him. I think it's a clean sweep. I think Houston is the best right uh, place for him. He'll have teammates that he'll like, teammates that are actually good, Harden, Lynn, Parsons. Um, and I forgot they have a young guy that they just got. Um, uh, he was a rookie last year. Uh, Patrick Beverly is a good bench player also. Uh, and they'll be in the, in the West, but they'll be a good team. Before we wrap it up, just want to um, say uh, so a few quick things. Uh, we have a ba- I have a basketball tournament uh, that is coming up this weekend, yes. Saturday night and Sunday. Rike and I will be on the mic yep. doing the play-by-play. Uh, Eric, if you could just show the flyer real quick. It's at the Metropolitan 7th Avenue Church, the activity center there. 
Um, Hydesville, Maryland. Hydesville, Maryland. The directions are there. Uh, 6303 Riggs Road, Hydesville, Maryland. And we'll tweet a picture of this flyer again so you guys can have it. Yes. Um, Free the admission, the everyone. Free, Free. admission. Um, we're trying to, um, it's a six team double elimination basketball tournament. Uh, we have a team coming from Jersey that's a traveling team. Oh, yes. That, that should uh, be everyone good. Everyone is really, ex really excited to see them play. And we have a slam dunk contest in the working. It looks like it will happen. Uh, we're going to have some high flyers, potentially um, two people who have been on ESPN top 10. <laughs> so um, we're, we, if we have that, we'll definitely tweet the slam dunk contest. Also, Rike, go ahead. You have something that. Oh, I'm yeah. Um, Come Academy. I don't have the flyer, but um, next week is actually a, um, our first camp uh, for the summer, our first session. Uh, at Tacoma Academy, so um, Tacoma Park, Maryland. I'm going to tweet a flyer um, a little bit later tonight and um, throughout the week. It's for ages 7 to 14. If you got any kids that are trying to get better, take the game seriously. We have a um, very intense skill development camp coming up um, June 10th through the 14th. The prices and everything will be on the flyer. Um, again, it's ages 7 through 14 at Tacoma Academy. So I'll put that up for you guys later tonight. Yes, real quick. Um, up next is Transition Kings Radio. DJ Mr. Mr. Hurd is in the building Mr. right Hurt. now. What's on tap for the show tonight? Oh, uh, man, I got a whole bunch of new music. I got my dude, Lord Baltimore, coming in to uh, promote his new single featuring okay. me. So, yeah. Oh, all right, right, right. All right. So, yeah, everyone who's on stay. right now, stay on and listen to Transition Kings Radio with Mr. Hurd. Thank y'all for that. Hurd. I want to say thank you to everyone who was watching, especially those who are not in the DMV. want to say thank you. want to thank uh, Bernard for being yes, our first Bernard. guest host. Yes, yes. We're definitely going to have him back on this show. Yes, don't, yes, don't worry. Yes. He'll definitely be back cool on the people. show. And uh, Eric, we want to say thank you for being the great, wonderful producer that you are. Yes, Making we the appreciate show you. Go smoothly. I uh, want to thank WLVS Radio, Listen Vision Live. And until next time, y'all. Yo, sports reality. Yes.